that nice? We have all Christmas music today. <clears throat> Freedom-loving patriots. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla. And this is our Christmas special with our special guests, Kareen Rios and Jason Valancourt. Thank you for listening to our replay on Conservative Talk ABQ 96.9 FM and AM 700. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download our show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Send us your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. If you're watching us live, we're now streaming on Facebook, X, Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram, complete with media chat and a call-in line, which is showing on the screen. We would love for you to call in and share your stories with us today, because that's what it's all about today. Of course, we're going to dig into a little bit of politics, but it's going to be a much lighter show than normal. And you can even watch us on your Rumble app, on your Roku or Smart TV just search for Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I. So today's show is a little different than usual. We're actually going to break uh, from politics mostly, (laughs) unless it involves a funny Christmas story. Today it's going to be all about raising everyone's spirits, having some fun, sharing some great stories. And if you're watching us live, you can call in or send us a message through the chat utilities on the social media platforms. So the politicians are on vacation for the holidays. So I figure, so for today, we're mostly safe. (laughs) So (laughs) normally I'd start the show with a fiery monologue about something I want to raise your awareness of, which I actually did on the drive into the studio this morning. Hopefully you guys watched that one on my uh, Facebook page. And I do my best to get you a little angry hopefully inspire you to get involved. That's why I do it. Never fear, I'll be doing more of that after the holidays are over. As a matter of fact, I've got uh, some new ideas for 2024. I've been listening to comments from people that are listeners and viewers, and they're saying, hey, Becca, I would really like for you to do some shorts-type things. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do that. I have some great ideas for that that I'm going to start doing in 2024, and I'm going to call it Becca's Freedom Bites. And it's going to be like little 10-minute blurbs about one topic in which I dig into it, hopefully raise some awareness, give you something quick to watch when you're in a hurry, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's what I'm working on for 2024. So, but for today... I'm going to try to stir your hearts and see some blessings um, that all of us are thankful for and to just let go of any frustration you may have, at least through this holiday season. We all need a break. We've all been through a lot the past few years. I remember the Christmas show we did last year, and we had uh, pointed out all the ways that this very special celebration has been so commercialized that a lot of people get so caught up in the stress of who they have to buy presents for and what they're going to cook for the family Christmas dinner that they may not even take a moment to think about what this holiday is all about. And we're going to be doing that a lot today, talking about that. I'd like to start today by telling you a little about the true meaning of Christmas. Despite what you think, 
you might have learned from watching the latest Hollywood Christmas movie. The coming of Jesus was foretold long before the Magi looked at the stars, saw the prophecy being fulfilled, and began their trip to Bethlehem. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 states, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And that is from the King James Version, which is the only version I read. The Bible is full of scripture pointing directly to the one who would save mankind from their sins. When Isaiah described his coming, he described his coming as an infant. But this child would grow and establish a kingdom of righteousness forever, forevermore. When we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating the moment in history when prophecy was fulfilled. God came to be with us. Because when Jesus came, he also left us with the gift of salvation. His birth is significant because of his death. For 33 years, Jesus lived in a life free from sin so that he could be the perfect sacrificial lamb for the atonement of our sins. And by the way, I've mentioned this before, we are all sinners, whether you want to admit it or not. On Calvary, Christ paid the price and overcame death so that he could have victory over sin and condemnation. So when that precious baby was born and placed in the manger, it wasn't just another birth. It was the beginning of God's redemptive plan for humanity, an act he didn't have to take part in, but he chose to out of love for us. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 states, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus, sorry, got that one backwards. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This very act of humility and his choice to die on the cross is cause for bowed knees and lifted hands. I know the business of the season can cause time to fly, and before we know it, the, to the holiday is past, and we've forgotten to celebrate why we are celebrating it in the first place. But don't get sidetracked, get perspective. Choose reverence and give honor where honor is due. Take this time this holiday season to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas by glorifying the one who gave it all. A child was born in humble circumstances and his sacrificial death reflected the same. However, both were significant for humanity. Without the death of Christ, salvation isn't possible. So without his birth, it also would not be possible. Jesus coming to earth that night changed everything, and it's a moment we celebrate, we should celebrate, with all of our hearts. 
So in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the parties, family gatherings, and the food and the gifts. In today's world, we certainly need more time together with those we love. However, don't forget to point your heart, family, and those around you to Christmas's true meaning, Christ came with a plan for our redemption. So everybody, I've got a bunch of guests in the studio with me today. I've got Kareen Rios. Hey, Kareen, how's it going? It's going okay. How are you? Good. You haven't been in here in a while, have you? It's been a long time. Things have changed a lot in here, haven't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. <laughs> it's nice. I like it. And then I've got Stella, of course, with me here. Hi, everybody. And I've got Jason Valancourt. Good morning. <laughs> so today we're just going to have fun. And we're going to tell stories. We're going to tell some jokes. We're, of course, going to dig into some politics, but it's going to be a much lighter... Uh, atmosphere than it normally is. I'm going to try to stay a lot more calm today. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> me too. Hey, that, that, that's a good goal. And that, yeah, trust me. Try to stay calm. Kareen has trouble staying calm too. <laughs> you should see her when she gets all fired up. All right now, come on. <laughs> I'm passionate. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> so uh, what's on your mind today, Kareen? Let's start with you. Uh, well, well, let's let's start with what I just talked about. Uh, well, do you want me to be honest? Of course, I always want. <laughs> no, no lie, no lie to me. Lie to me. It'll make uh, me feel better. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Let me try to say this as nicely as I can. Okay. Be nice. We want to be nice today. Um, Don't I, be mean to I, me. I think the true meaning of Christmas is not really true. Okay. Tell tell us your thoughts on that. Uh, nowhere in Scripture does it say Jesus was born on the twenty fifth. Oh, we know that, right? Nowhere does God even command us to celebrate birth days, our birth, let alone His birth. Uh, what else is on my mind? Three wise men did not go visit Jesus when he was a baby. No, they did not. Uh, so that's kind of what is going through my mind as you're reading the true meaning of Christmas, but I understand what you're saying, um, but I, I think a lot of us have been indoctrinated to think that, and so they relegate the worship of Jesus and the celebration of G Jesus to December 25th, and then forget him 365. Well, you know, I watched well, a movie recently, I don't know if you guys saw it, Journey to Bethlehem. It was a fun movie, okay, but it was a movie. And uh, they even admitted that, well, well, you know, we used a little bit of uh, creative license on this. And, and they told the, the Hollywood version of the story uh, and the, the commercialized manger scene part of, it, you know, uh, version of the movie of, the, of what really happened in which the wise men, the kings, which I, I don't really understand why they call them kings either um, – because they were magi. They were magi. They were magi. Wise they were, men. They were people that watched the stars and they predict things. Mm -hmm. And they had been predicting uh, the coming of, of Jesus for, I don't know how long, a long time, you know. And so they did not show up at the manger right after baby Jesus was born. Right. So anyway, that's the commercialized version. And you had something you wanted to say, say Jason? Well, uh, you know... I the other show that that you do um, kind of delves into some of this stuff, but, you know, Kareen's talking my language um, because I like to remind people that the the story of Christ's resurrection is borrowed. Um, the story of his birth can't possibly be true because he's a Pisces. So, you know, these are things that don't 
they just don't even match up if you're paying attention at all. You know, everybody knows that Jesus is a Pisces. Um, that's the reason they have fish on the back of their cars. And yet, you know. Well, I know the one reason why the fish are on the back of the cars. It has to do with uh, the way that people were communicating back then, talking about uh, talking about Jesus. They were drawing things in the mm-hmm. sand, and they, you know, one person would draw the one part of the fish, and the other person person would draw the other part of the fish, and that's where that kind of got started. If you've never listened to last year's Christmas show. We we dig into all of those little nitty gritty details and just break them all down and talk about them. I you Kareen was with me on the show last year, well, and the, I love that one. The yeah the, the Christmas that we typically as Americans celebrate is like this conglomeration of holiday celebrations throughout the world that we've kind of put all together, kind of like Constantine did with the uh, Christians and the pagans Mm -hmm. back in the day. And, you know, they've mashed it all together to create what is the modern day, you know, 21st century. Oh, yeah commercialized totally. Christmas. You know, so. I, on last year's show, we actually talk, we talked about that. We talked about uh, wh- why Christmas began being celebrated on December 25th. We talked about the where Santa Claus came from. We talked about reindeers and Christmas trees and Christmas stockings and exchanging gifts and all of that stuff. By the way, I'm going to be running a, uh, the radio will be running a replay of last year's Christmas show on next week, mm-hmm. um, on next Saturday's radio broadcast, not this coming one. And, and, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because we, we agreed that we weren't going to be Debbie Downers today. Okay, Debbie. But... <laughs> <laughs> but but I think we, we just need to have perspective and understand that this is just a commercial holiday. And as I'm standing there decorating my house with lights, it dawns on me. This is for me. I need the light. I need the light because I hate winter. I hate winter with the passion. So I have not even given, I'm going to confess, given the birth of Jesus Christ one thought up until today. Shame on you. Shame on me. I'm such a bad Christian, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, man, everybody just slapped me. Uh, but, but I've been practicing denying myself all year long. And that's what Jesus really wants of us to be a living sacrifice, not just to sacrifice yourself to uh, buy gifts on one day of the year. And I think we miss the point when it is so commercialized. Yeah. Because let me tell you, as a biblical counselor, these are not good times for everybody. It is more selfish than it is sacrifice for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? I'm counseling people nonstop during these times. Well, you know, there's probably a large amount of depression during Absolutely. this time of year because January so much, and February, so much pressure is on people. It's like, well, what have I got to got to get so and so for a gift? I don't know what they want. And then there's people that you really don't want to give a gift to that you feel obligated, obligated. to give a gift to. Yeah, and, and it's you do like, it begrudgingly. Yeah, and or, it's like or, this is my favorite. Here, here, here's my suggestion. Yeah, it only give gifts to people you want to give them to. I know, but there you go. But that I, wanting I to please too. other yeah. people is can, so great. Can I offer one? Of course you can. Don't buy anybody gifts. Bring donuts. <laughs> you know. Hey, isn't but, that a gift? It is. You That's know what? A gift. You know. 
You almost will never fail. Jason brought us donuts today. It's like I was criticizing him for not wearing something festive. Okay. And so I said, hey, I told everybody, say, hey, try to wear something festive. I, I wore my, my, my Santa's helper kind of outfit today. Um, but uh, so he wears this. He wears this sweatshirt. I don't know if you can. There, yeah, you can read. It. Violates community standards. So, Jason is a nonconformist. So it's like when I was saying, "Hey, Jason, why don't you wear some Christmas stuff today?" It's like, no, no, I'm not going to. Uh, you're not the. You're not the boss you're of me. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. I'm not going to do that just because you're telling me to. Well, and look at the opening conversation. The opening conversation is how we, as individuals, I mean, the the people that you typically surround yourself with, are people who are asking questions, whether it's about Christ and his birth, or it's about, you know, government or whatever. We are people who are asking questions. And so to me, uh, you know, no greater spirit of, of Christmas than to ask each other, hey, what are you grateful for? Hey, what, you know, what, what do you need to do this year um, to be better? You know, I, I know that I can't even plan a year in advance. I'm so pathetic that I really just challenge myself to be a better human every single day. And I wish I didn't fail as epically as I do on most days. But some days... But still you failed today because you didn't wear red. <laughs> I saw Shame nowhere, I saw nowhere where it said I had to wear red to serve. <laughs> Well, she asked me to wear red, and I'm like, I'm not going to go buy a sweater a couple of days. I He's have such red. a rebel. Such a rebel. <laughs> so, Stella, what's on your mind today? I'm just glad I woke up this morning yeah. and took a breath and thinking that, yeah, I'm fortunate for that. Yeah. Do you want to, Stella, do you want to talk about what happened to you recently? Well, my- I, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned that you had a family emergency uh, to everybody on the radio last week, and and. Yeah, my brother that was like 10 years younger than me passed away. And it was really, really sudden. It was like a five-day thing. Like he got the flu one day and two days later he got pneumonia. And two days later it was all over with. It was so I'm in a state of denial really still. Yeah. 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 That's happening to a lot of people these days. Yes. And we all know the reason, don't we? We're on YouTube so we can't say the word. what else do we got on the agenda here? No, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Okay, I wasn't going to say it, but um, hey, I don't have a problem saying it. Deep and dark, I can go there. Oh, I mean, you're really great at that. Let's not do that today. I just thought we. I I will remind you guys that my one of my favorite passages in the Bible is to pray continuously, to be grateful, or to be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you through Christ. So. You know, if we're going to talk about this guy, Christ, um, I'm going to remind anybody that will listen that my definition and and the true definition of a Christian is to act like him. That's our that's That's our goal. goal. Absolutely. You're never going to be him. You know, I mean, it's laughable to try to even shoot for perfection, but our goal is to act like him. And I just can't believe how hard that is we have you a think we have a simple. caller jason okay <laughs> jolene how are you doing today merry christmas <laughs> merry christmas how are you i'm really good um thanks for calling in sure i'm sorry if it's so loud i'm at work and i had to step outside no, and it, there's 
It sounds like, perfect. I have a volume control on my end, and I can I can adjust it any way I want it. Do we know Jolene? Oh, good. She's <laughs> uh, she's one of the people that is uh, is often commenting on things on Facebook on on my Facebook. Yeah. Jolene, are you and I friends on Facebook? We are, yes. I thought so. Hi, Jolene. <laughs> Hi, Jolene. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Almost makes. I you just break wanted out to song. wish you. What are you right, going to like sing? Everybody for us, Jason? does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jolene, what are you uh, what are you going to be doing for the uh, holiday? Um, well, we typically go over to my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve and have dinner together as a family, and just you know, go over memories. My grandpa passed a few years ago, so that there's an empty chair at the table. Yeah, that's always but, sad, um, isn't it? It is, and it changes your holidays when it happened on the holidays. So I get you, Stella. I'm sorry about your brother. Thank, um, thank I you. understand, and I just, um, I just want everybody to know that, you know, it's like Corinne said. This is not the day that Jesus was born. We should be celebrating Jesus all year long. Yeah. All yeah. year long, no matter what. And people tend to typically get really frustrated during the holidays and stressed out and angry and, you know, people in the next car over are flipping you off because you don't know what you did. But (laughs) we don't need to be that way. It just needs to be peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) He had to get us the donuts. I'm so sorry. He was in a hurry. He was in a hurry. He was in a hurry. And you were in his way because he had just got donuts and he was trying to make it into the studio. On time. Uh, he, he brought some it. great donuts, by the way. You want to come I by and have one? Pass, Jason. <laughs> it's, Jolene, it's so funny that you would bring that up because, like, one of the areas of my life that I need to work on is driving, right? Otherwise, <laughs> Me too. I'm a pretty great And anger management, apparently. Well, well, here's the thing. So most of the time, I'm walking around with an attitude of gratitude, and I, I just know how blessed yeah. I am, right? I get behind mm-hmm. the wheel of a car. And I turn in to a monster and I don't understand. You know what that is, Jason? Your old man self. That's what that is. Right, Jolene? Jolene and I I go back a long time ago. I think it's that I'm not driving with God. I'm not driving and and I'm not being grateful. and, and, And I think it's so many different things, but it's... I promise 2024 is is going to be a new year. It's the year of the dragon. Jason's really excited about it being the year of the dragon. I think I'm just going to Dragons are cool, aren't they? I just want one. I don't know why. Like I a pet dragon? One. Yes. Um, How big? Like a really big one? Like, you I know, would want a full-size dragon. Like the one that would like, burn your house down? If it, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would not burn your house down, I can assure you. It yeah. might burn the White House down, but it wouldn't burn your house down. I promise. <laughs> And it really wouldn't even go after the White House. It'd be more like, you know, the Capitol. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we we just, we need to start over. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that's a whole different topic. Yeah. It is. For sure. Thanks for calling. So me. I have, sometimes the old man self comes out in me too. And it is so hard to say, I'm so sorry, Lord, and then do it again. And then have to say, I'm so sorry, Lord, we shouldn't be doing that. We need to repent. And we need to use 2024 as we have to use our voices to get out there and talk about Jesus because Joe Biden can't save us. Donald Trump can't save us. Only Jesus can save us. You're right. Amen. You're right. So, Jolene, do you have a funny story to share with us? Uh, It could be a funny story. It could be a Christmas story. Anything. 
It's kind of like a reminds me of a movie I watched, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, uh, where you got to sing the blues before you can leave. Well, in this in this show, you've got to tell us a funny story before you can leave the stage. I have a funny story, but it's a joke. Actually. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So this guy goes into a pet store and he wants a talking bird. And he's walking around the pet store and the owner comes to him and says, I have the bird for you. And so he takes him to the back and he has a book of matches with him. And they're looking at this bird and the guy's like, well, what does he say? And the owner says, if you burn his left foot, he's seeing silver bells. If you burn his right foot, he sings jingle bells. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, he hears, you know, the guy displays it for him. And he's like, I'm going to take it. So he takes the bird home and he wants to hear him sing jingle bells, but he can't remember which leg to burn. So he lights a match in the middle and the bird starts singing chestnuts roasting on an open fire. (laughs) Somehow I knew that was coming. I don't know why. (laughs) It's my favorite joke. Oh, that's great, Jolene. <laughs> we need well, I love you guys. Thank I'm you so for calling, happy Ms. to Jolene. hear your show. What's that? I said Merry Christmas, Jolene. You gotta you gotta talk to the front of that mic. You guys. Thank you, Jolene. Bye, Merry Jolene. Christmas. Thank you. And and just Thank just you. have have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Can I give a little bit of hope to my you friend too, Jason? Becca. Yes Thank you me. can. Bye. Go for it, Kareen. Bye. Bye-bye. Angry driving. I think is prevalent in, in the world today. And I was an angry driver because my husband told me about 30 years ago that if you go if you go five miles over the speed limit, you won't get caught. So what landed up happening, I was an angry driver. I would drive to church angry and yelling at my children. And then I would step outside, oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and the hope in that is that you can put off your anger. That's the point. And when I decided to be more obedient to Christ instead of my wanting to get my best seat at the movie or the best seat at church or me, man, it was a different world. I found freedom in understanding that people put the speed limit for a reason. And now it's amazing. I drive the speed limit. It took me years to learn how to drive the speed limit, and I am not an angry driver anymore. I'm the slow person on on the right-hand lane coming into Albuquerque. And so if you don't think you can overcome your angry driving absolutely with the Lord Jesus Christ, we can. And I found absolute freedom now. I drive the speed limit. I still do the five-year mind, no, five-year fine, ten-year mind. Oh, do you? I, I try to do oh, that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I did that, that and I was more angry. Is that what it is? Uh, because this is it. I'm driving, looking for the cop, looking for the cop. I'm, I'm doing going, the okay. Albuquerque 500. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know. you're all in my way. <laughs> so you can just get your zen on and get in the right lane and get the out of my way. Hey, what happened to us 2020? Uh, do better. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're right. Okay, everybody, uh, you're listening to the special Christmas edition of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come. We'll be right back. I got some Christmas jokes. That was good. the fields we go, laughing all the way. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? 
let us ease your fears. At ABQ Dental Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. Y también hablamos español. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, 
shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. for a little bit. Until we dance in our seats? We could. <laughs> I think that's Let's see you do it, Kareem. Do. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cold. Baby, I just want you, want you close. I think you turned your mic off. Yeah, I can't hear you over here. You can't grab the mic or you'll end up turning off. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. yes. Um, I'm conflicted because on the one hand, I'm not a conformist. On the other hand, I'm one of the best chair dancers you're ever going to be. There we, there we go. There we go. <laughs> but are you going to do what she says to conform? <laughs> we'll see if we can get him to chair dance by the time the, the show's over. <laughs> you know, usually, usually I can't use, like, music from well-known artists right. because it's copyrighted. Right. This artist is well-known, but she's on my system. She posted four Christmas songs this year. It's Jordan Sparks from American Idol. Oh. And and she's a fantastic singer. I've got I've got four of her songs on the rotation today. Nice. So that's why I'm just letting it play. There you go. Yeah, because I'm it's still not fun. chair dancing, Rebecca. You're not chair dancing? I'm still not dancing. <laughs> You're such a Scrooge. <laughs> in an awful place this year, yeah. but let's just move on. Okay, why, move on. why does Scrooge love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Let's 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 hear it. You want me to read it again? Yeah, read it for the why audience. Why does Scrooge love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Why does Scrooge love, love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I don't know. Because his... every buck is dear to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I'm pump. <laughs> you know, 
That reminds me of a joke, uh, something I saw. I think it was on a, either something I read or something I saw. I can't remember where I got it from, but I remember that this guy, he somehow found a genie, found a lantern, you know, and he rubs the lantern and the genie comes out. And one of the, the, the wishes, and, you know, keep in mind, when you when you make a wish to a genie, you got to be really, really specific on your wish, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So he makes a wish and says, I wish for a million bucks. So a million, he said, granted, and a million bucks appeared in his front yard. Deer, you know, oh, with the yes. antlers. Bucks. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I think the game warden came along and fined the, the game guy. The game warden, you know. <laughs> it's like, why do you have all these deer in your yard? Yeah, the environmental EPA was on him. Oh, I know. Why yeah. did he collect tax? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he was a million dollars in the hole. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, all right. So I... Uh, I feel like I'm reaching a, mal- a milestone in my my radio broadcasting career here because I'm starting to get haters now. Isn't that oh. great? That means I'm over the target. Uh, I had some guy uh, the other day, uh, some guy that we actually called him out on last week's show, and he's too much of a chicken to call in, so he just keeps sending me insulting he's comments. He's a keyboard warrior. He's yeah, he's he, yeah. yeah, he's only brave when he's on the keyboard, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so he 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 basically uh, said that I was I was dumb. And it's like, okay, but you're not brave enough to call in and have a debate with me, and I'll just show you how dumb I am if you call in and have a debate with me. As long as, I love as, long as he keeps listening, that's all we're saying. Just keep listening. <laughs> just just keep listening. Because, that's you, fine. because you have to have haters. Him, you have right? to have If you don't have haters, then you're not over the target. Well, that's what Christianity is about. If you don't yeah. have somebody coming against you or, or persecuting you, then are you really walking with Christ? Hey, talk, we have another caller. Oh. Isn't that great? Awesome. Oh, this is somebody we know. Hey, Audrey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Merry Christmas. You too. Are you listening to us today, I assume? Uh, yes, I am. I had to set it up where I can see you guys and also be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. Her Jason's waving at you. Go ahead, Jason. Wave at me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got your camera on. Hi, Audrey. <laughs> Hi, guys. Bye, so bye. I wanted to kind of um, talk about why New Mexico is so traditional um, during these holidays. And some of the things that are really important, like in my family, we're from northern New Mexico, and I know every part of the state is different, but, you know, food. I mean, oh, the traditional love the food, food in New that Mexico. we make. Yes. Yes, pozole, menudo. Um, by, by the way, I want to tell everybody that, <laughs> I mean, that, that Audrey makes amazing pozole. <laughs> Well, my family would not say that. (laughs) Because everybody makes it different. Yeah, they do. Even biscochitos, everybody makes them a little different. And I'm going to tell you my story with biscochitos is that they have to be round. They have to be round. They have to be round, and they have to be made with a glass, not a cookie cutter. Because when I was younger, we didn't have cookie cutters. Yeah. So it a biscochito to me yeah. does not taste like a biscochito unless it it's round. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> hey, a glass a glass should work right. great. Right, but yeah. these are traditions, like Audrey is saying, and within the traditions, you have other sub traditions. Everybody does it different. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard some biscochitos. Well, my grandmother put, oh. made them with the glass as well. <laughs> yeah, and I heard people Audrey we didn't make have the it, cookie cutters. And... They make it mm-hmm. with a little bit of rum in it. Have you heard that? Oh. Wow, have you? Nice. Yes, brandy, rum, yeah. um, even wine. 
Oh, wow. Uh, we just do the vanilla. I love the taste of vanilla. So. <laughs> See, I don't even do I vanilla. vanilla in I, my cookies. I'll tell you how you make an excellent hot chocolate is you, you put a little a shot of Bailey's in it. Bailey's Irish mm, cream. I agree. Oh, mm, it's yeah. such a nice And coffee some mushrooms. <laughs> or not mushrooms, but, uh, but marshmallows. Yeah. Marshmallows. Oh, my gosh. I yes. think one of the things that we're trying to say is that drinking is part of being New Mexican also. <laughs> I don't know if I was getting there, but okay, maybe you got a point. Yeah. Part of my family's tradition. <laughs> my family's from up north too, Audrey, around Las Vegas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, what I was I was also gonna you know talk about is this last weekend. My mom and dad are from Vallecitos, New Mexico, which is northern New Mexico. It's a beautiful, beautiful little um, little village. Basically, it's it's not even well. I guess the town is called the town of Vallecitos. And they still do la, Las Posadas, which is a tradition that goes way, way back. And what they do is they reenact the, the, the whole um, birth of, of Jesus Christ. And they have all the actors and actresses and that, you know, portray the different characters for that time. And it's just so beautiful. They line the streets. I mean, this is an old, old little town with uh, farolitos, which are the, the lights with the bags. They call them luminarias, but the luminarias are actually the big fires that they use with a, a, a cote wood, which is like a um, wood that, that has lots of um, spark. It's a pinon wood that it's almost like uh, gasoline. <laughs> you got to be real mm. careful with that. But they, they make that, you know, that's the tradition. People warm up around there. They, they drink hot cocoa, you know, hot apple cider. My mom made... I think she made like, I don't know how many dozen of biscochitos that she gave out. They went to the old church there that my mom and my dad are actually um, taking care of now. And, oh, they had it so beautiful with the lights and they had the whole baby Jesus and the ceremony. And she was actually, my mom was chosen to be the innkeeper, <laughs> and she had to deny him three times um, <laughs> wow. when they came to the door and yeah, so, I mean, it was, it's just a beautiful tradition that we do in New Mexico, and it's been for years. I mean, I know that my grandparents back then used to do that, and the whole whole uh, little town lit up with farolitos everywhere. Um, so, you know, those are things that we just have to remember, because, you know, the true meaning of Christmas is Jesus Christ. You know, he was Emmanuel. He was, you know our Lord and Savior, and, and, and we need to know that it's not presence. It's, it's not about all these other things. It's about, you know, realizing that we have the biggest gift of all. You yeah, know, God so gave true. us the biggest gift of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I did want to just, you know, <laughs> talk Thank about that. Thank you for sharing that. Things, that was awesome, Audrey. Audrey. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what Absolutely. I want to hear today is people, because we got people that listen to us all over the country, and I would like to hear, like, in different parts of the country, they celebrate in different ways. And, heck, I've even got people in different parts of the world that listen to this show, and it's like, that'd be really cool if one of them called in. Um, I get people from Belgium that watch this show for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really, yeah. I'd love to hear yeah. one from And what's one of them. so neat about it is that I grew up in New Mexico, here in Albuquerque, and we never did that. We didn't yeah. do the Los Posadas. We, we just didn't. So that's how varied our, uh, uh, 
our, our traditions are. And I think it's region on region. And we know in New Mexico, northern is way different than the southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here in, in the middle of Albuquerque, did you do that, Stella? No. As a kid uh, growing up? If I wanted to do that, I had to go to Santuario or something up north. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, it's a northern New Mexico, northern New Mexico. tradition. Yeah. It's definitely northern New Mexico. And would you and say that's mostly... we have our... Audrey, would you say that's well, mostly we, we in the have Catholic our Spanish and Yes, it's it's definitely a Catholic yeah. um, thing, but it, it also is with the Pueblos and with the Spanish, you know, that they were, that was kind of like the mix of the traditions and, and, and their religious yeah. um, beliefs. So, yeah, you see that up there in the northern New Mexico, but even the, the Native Americans, they do it too, and the Pueblos, you know, they have these huge... Um, La, La Posadas, and they, they give food at every house, and you have to eat there because if you don't eat at their it's house, disrespectful. Yeah. it's it's disrespectful, yep. yes. So, you know, it, it's it's a great time of the year to share and, and see things like that. That could like be a tough day because... if, you, if you have to go to a, ho- a lot of different houses and have to eat at every single one of them. Well, I will not disrespect any of that because it, it's better than me having to do the cooking. I'll, I'll go gladly. Yeah. You just fast all day. That's how you do and that. You, just, you know, you eat a little bit. You don't have to engorge and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be polite to those biscochitos that you're not a fan of, right? That's what it's all about. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, there's some that taste like biscuits. I know, and you know what? I like soft biscochitos, not the ginger, uh, the ginger snap hard ones. I like soft biscochitos. Uh-huh. My mom, no, the my, ones I make are melt in your mouth yeah, type. That's like mine, but my mother likes them hard, and so I have to burn them a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I like them. You know, dip them in coffee. You can dip the soft yeah. ones. Yeah, That's I I, I like my cookies soft, and I it's do like too. like my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies, and she makes them every year when I go up there for Christmas, and she makes them and she'll she, you know she'll put have chocolate chips in there, maybe throw in some M and M's, maybe mm. maybe you know maybe a few nuts or whatever, and they're always kind of soft and moist and chewy, and it's like oh my god, that's the that's the best way, mm. that's the best way to have. So you them. Ma- are you saying that you make chocolate chip cookies for Christmas? Is that your cookie, your tradition to make chocolate chip cookies for Christmas? No, my mom oh. does. Oh, right, your family does. Yes, my family does. Oh, okay. Yes. See, because in New Mexico, it's typically bizcochito. So right, your yeah. tradition is chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yes. Huh? Yeah. White people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. That actually leads me to a story. If you guys don't mind, I love chocolate chip cookies. So oh, I'm they're a fan. <laughs> they're my favorite. I went to the shooting range in uh, in uh, Moriarty yesterday to uh, to Mags, and they had this big tray of chocolate chip cookies there, and so. I went in there, by the way, yesterday to cite in the gift I bought for my mom for Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> my mom had a specific request. And so, Mom, you really want one of those? Yes, I really do. It's like, it starts with an A and it ends with a 15. <laughs> it's like, her 80-year-old oh. mother wanted, <laughs> That's right. Wanted an okay, okay, Mom. You, you want one of those. All right, good. But this is interesting. Jason, but, can you go what you were going to say about... Uh, I, I just want to hit on something really funny. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Your white people comment? A white you? people, yeah. I was going to tell a story. Okay, tell the go, story. Tell the story. Tell the story. Well, Sorry about for that. For those of you who don't know this, <clears throat> my practice wife was a white girl. <laughs> your practice wife. <laughs> it didn't work out. Wait, wait, uh, are you white or what? You're, you're I'm white. Okay. I'm as white as they get. Uh, 
And uh, but I'm New Mexican. I'm native. I was born at Presbyterian. I, so you identify as a Hispanic? I identify <laughs> as brown on you the. You can inside. identify as anything you want nowadays, Amen. Jason. But yeah, whatever. I was going to tell you that my wife is is from Shiprock, and she's full blooded Native American, and my my current wife because. I really highly recommend all you white guys out there stop messing with white women. They just, oh. it's just not going to work out. No offense, no offense, Becca. No offense, Becca. I don't think, she, I don't think men, you know, anyway, I was going to tell you this story about my wife um, and we're not married yet. We're only dating, but she's asked me to cut the turkey which I've never done, you know, I don't know why, but I've never cut the turkey. And I, I look at her and I said, I would love to cut the turkey, but, uh, you know, I've never done it before. Do we have an electric knife? She starts laughing at me and I don't know why it's impromptu. And a white thing to say. Well, yeah, it is. That's a really she, white thing to she say. She literally Jason. says that she's like, you're so white. And then I start cracking up. Right. Cause I, <laughs> This is how we live. I mean, we constantly make fun of each other and our cultures and our people, and we just love each other, and we love each other's people, and we love each other's culture, but we do not, I violate community standards. I do not conform. So anyway, so we think that this is this funny story about us, right? And we're telling my white family at Christmas about this electric knife story, right? And my mom's the only one that laughs, right? She's the only one that gets it, that we're just being funny about race and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, my mom, we're sitting in a room full of my white family and they're all kind of giving us the dirty eye, right? My sister, especially, like Mm -hmm. really, it looked like it really offended her. We're driving home and I'm like, gosh, man, that turkey story bombed at my house, babe. And she's like, I know your mom was the only one that laughed. And then kind of at the same time, we both looked at each other and we're like, what's up with Lisa? You know? And then, I mean, without missing a beat, we both are like, she must have an electric knife. (laughs) (laughs) So my point is, is that, there's so many differences in yeah. our cultures and, you know, just as New Mexicans, um, you know, having red chili as part of our meal, uh, you know, I don't know what they do around the rest of the world. Gravy. I can't. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> gravy, but I can't even imagine having yeah. mashed potatoes without Red, yeah. without red chili. I just can't even imagine it. You know, it's kind of funny we're talking about that because I have five children. Three of them are already grown and out of the house and married. And I was thinking about this this morning that all of my two daughters-in-law and my one son-in-law are white. And I never really thought about it because they're just the children, the, the, right? But we're sitting uh, d- around the table making tamales five years ago with my uh, Chance's wife, Jacqueline, who is white. And we're talking about this tradition of making tamales and I'm getting all my kids involved so that. And then somebody asked my daughter-in-law, well, what are traditions in your family? And she says, we're white. We don't have traditions. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, you have to have something, you know, and it was just an interesting conversation that I have with my, 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 my son-in-law and daughter-in-laws because they don't view some of the things that they do as tra- tra- uh, traditions, like opening up a can of tamales is a, probably a tradition for them. <laughs> 
That's scary. I didn't know you could get cans of tamales. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, you can. You can. You well, can. don't tell me anything about that because I would never even want to know that that exists. I mean, people people that have only eaten canned tamales might say, "Well, I don't like tamales." Well, what? They've never really had tamales. Right. It tastes like ravioli. Yeah. To me, I had one yeah. when I was a kid, and it yeah. tasted like ravioli. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's interesting because my son-in-law, uh, he's white from St. Louis, and he came. He lived with us for a couple of months, and he's digging the green chili, the red chili, the red chili on turkey. That was his first time having red chili for Thanksgiving. And he says, I am Hispanic. <laughs> Oh, it was so great. It was just so fun. Um, You know, just getting to laugh at the differences, but but, but uniting in commonalities. Think about how we are, okay? I mean, I think of me and Stella as the exact same way. You know, like we would totally make fun of each other's races and cultures because we love each other and we're not not afraid to joke around. Right. And I've contended, you know, for, for a long time now that my generation, the Generation X, we grew up with people like Archie Bunker and George Jefferson yep, yep. and Chico and the Man. And we had people like Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor writing scripts. And it was all so politically incorrect. And yes. all it taught us was, I don't want to be Archie Bunker. I don't want to be George Jefferson. I grew up in New Mexico. Our families are blended. You yeah. look at our families. And one of the one of the true differences that I've noticed about taking pictures with my Native American family is they don't smile. You know who the white people are in the picture <laughs> because they're the only ones smiling. smiling. Uh, it's hilarious, yeah. you guys. I mean, you've got to see a family picture sometime. Yeah, and, and you'll see. The, and, and, the white people are smiling and everybody else yeah. is like this. And you know what's interesting? If you've ever been in the military, you know what military people do. They banter all the time. Yes, right? And you so, get it. so, well, my f- whole family is military. My husband, my son, my daughter, my son in law. And so that's what we do. We make fun of our differences, but it's just in jest and it's just to have fun. And my daughter, when she went into the military, she w- went into the Air Force, my Ava. No, 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 the Army. And uh, she met a gal there. And my daughter grew up with mostly men in the banter. So she started bantering with her friend. And her friend got so hurt and offended. And my daughter comes to me, I don't know what I did. <laughs> and I said, Mijita, people don't know how to banter in just and have fun anymore because we take everything so seriously. So if she was a princess in her house, which she was, be very yeah. careful because they don't know how to just laugh at themselves, laugh at differences. Um, and so just be very careful. And she goes, oh, my gosh, Mom, I never even thought about that. But the military banter, and let me tell you, it's the banter, making fun of one another, not taking yourself too seriously, that can unite people. But we've been so indoctrinated to think about our feelings first that we forget we need the laughter. I grew up in New Mexico with red hair and freckles. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be tough. Okay. So did you laugh at yourself or were you mad and angry that if everybody was laughing at you? That, that I'm one of the, first of all, the toughest white boys you're ever going to meet. Secondly, you learned how to fight, didn't you? Oh, come on. I have thick skin. My nickname 
that I adore that I that I use myself is Opie Taylor, which is <laughs> really a derogatory term from one community. Yeah. Uh, if they call you an Opie Taylor, how many young people nowadays probably have no idea who you're talking about when you I say Opie know. Taylor? It, 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 that was like one of my, that was like one of my favorite yeah. old uh, series that I'd watch. Well, yeah. the, reason, the Andy Griffith Show. Think yeah. about how much impact television had on our values, and it still does. I don't think that television has not stopped affecting our values. Yeah. But think about what we grew up with. Father knows best. Leave it to Beaver. Now, granted, making those are fun before... of the red redheaded stepchild. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, yeah. And now you say that, and you're just a hater and a racist and a a hairist. And oh my gosh, we we've just come to the point where we can't even have a good laugh. A year into dating my current wife, she says something to me which struck me as odd. She's like, "Honey, you know that thing? I can't even remember what it was, but she says, you know that thing that I gave you. My wife is full blooded native." American. She says, you know that thing I gave you? I need it back. And that I said thing to her, she gave you. Did you know what the thing was? Well, I don't remember what it was. But okay. this is that's not the point of the story. Yeah, I know I know where you're going. Right, because I looked at her and I said, Well, I said, you know what that makes you. And she started <laughs> She started laughing. Okay, I mean, well, that's great. She that's got the joke. You know, yeah, right. That's how you know yeah. you're with somebody that is New Mexican. Yeah. and somebody that gets you. Yes. right. Because, I mean, I'm pretty white. I don't know if you guys know this, but like, if I take my my, if I show you my legs, you might need your sunglasses. <laughs> that's how white I am, and I just. I, like I said, I love New Mexico. 20 years ago, I got into an argument in a chat room online with somebody from New York. And they, they wanted to tell me how racist the world was. And I said, you're not from New Mexico because out here, you can't be racist. We, we have to be blended. We, we have to get along with each other. We don't base who we're going to marry and what we're going to do on the, on the color of somebody's yeah, skin. That's we true. wouldn't get anywhere in New Mexico. Yeah. I'm a minority here. you know. And this woman said, you have a very unique experience. Well, I must tell I you, didn't... we all have to balance it out because we do have racists here. Totally. So, so just, you know, but as a whole... You know, I think we, we, we have to be a little bit more blended. We got whites. We got we don't have a whole lot of the black population here, but we got Hispanics. And get this, what's so interesting is I'm Hispanic. My husband is Mexican. And so we even laugh about the differences in our Hispanic culture. Sure. My husband is from Mexico, and he never had red chili till he came to New Mexico. <laughs> he thought no, we... No, that's, that's not Mexican. At all. That is New Mexican. That is strictly New Mexican. Yes, it is. And when he first got here 36 years ago, when he came to first Thanksgiving at my house, he thought we were off our rocker putting this red stuff on our chili. <laughs> yeah. 36 years later, that man needs his red chili on his turkey. <laughs> Well, see, then when you, you know you're New Mexican. Audrey, I'm sorry, but you you know we have Jason and, and Corrine here, and you we we don't let you get a word in edgewise. You have to I, jump in right I, away. I know it's tough when there's it's a really tiny tough. break. Jump in. Go, Audrey. Yeah, yeah. I I. I've Chilly, been muted. You, you I'm just laughing because it's it's so true. New Mexico is definitely the a melting pot. We just have so many differences that we just kind of all blend. I mean. My my mom and dad, when we had Becca come for Christmas and we had Tamara um, a couple of years ago, and it was so funny because they're like, where did you meet all these people? You know, it's like everybody's from different places. They all have different backgrounds, but yet we all get along. We all align with the same values. And and it's it's just so it's so amazing. It's so beautiful. And, and that's the things that we need to be grateful for in New Mexico. 
New Mexico is, uh, you know, we, we just we have to embrace the differences and, and love each other for being who we are. Well, you know, I grew up in Ohio, and when I was growing, back when I grew up as a child in Ohio, Ohio was like 99.9% white, okay? And I, mm-hmm. that's what I grew up in the entire, my entire childhood. I maybe only on a couple of occasions saw a black person. You know, that was that was, that an was odd- your community because Ohio well, as a whole is not. 90%. Well, now it's not. But back when I was a kid, it was unless you go yeah. to certain pockets like, you know, certain parts of, of downtown Cincinnati at the time or maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, Detroit or something like that. But but for the most part, I grew up in a rural area in Ohio and I never saw I saw maybe one black person. Uh, during my childhood, and that's it. And so when I was uh, like 18, I, I thought I wanted to try something different. I, I moved to Texas for, for a couple of years. I lived in the Dallas area, and wow, what a culture shock. I, I, I moved to Dallas, and there are Mexicans. And it's like, wow, I've never seen Mexicans before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I know a couple of years ago I had uh, I had Karen Bodoni on the show with me and she talked about when she went to Ohio how she was a novelty when she went there because it's like you're an Indian. <laughs> there, there really are Indians. She, she said she was really popular there because nobody had seen an Indian yeah. before. But I, I that's that's what I grew up in. But you know, so I I wasn't I didn't grow up in a in a in a culturally culturally diverse environment when I was a kid. But I personally, me, I find it fun being in a culturally culturally diverse environment. I like meeting different people and hearing their stories and seeing the kind of food they like and the kind of traditions that they have. I I, well, I, I don't I just, don't understand people that are racist. I really don't. I think it just boils down to your your just love of people. Yeah, You know, I was like that, too. I grew up here in New Mexico, and I just grew up in a mostly Hispanic white area. We didn't have blacks either, but I, I, my parents, I guess, didn't point out that you're black or Hispanic or you're white. We just all just, like, I m- must have just been racist blind because I just thought I was a human being and a person. And I think when you have that attitude, you can just, did you grow up like that, too, here? Hey guys, we're coming up on oh. the break. Okie dokie. Hold that thought. I'll try to remember it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. you're, you're listening to a special Christmas edition of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We'll be right back. Love, 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 love. 